Today's big question is, what does the fear of the Lord look like in your life right now? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. We're going to dive into episode 75 today and take a look at Proverbs 9 verses 10 through 12. We're going to read it, talk about the language and what it means, and then connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's open with prayer. Father, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come before you today. I'm grateful for the opportunity to open your word with these friends of mine. I'm grateful for the fact that you teach us, that you've given us your word, that you have outlined all the things, that you don't just... Drop us here and let us guess. You specifically tell us. So I ask that you would help our hearts respond in the way that they are supposed to. Teach us what each of us needs to know from these verses. Give us insight. Give us desire to please you and to absorb these lessons in a way that they actually make a change in our lives. Ask you as I speak that you would clearly be the one talking, that I would do and say things that are honoring to you and that only would advance the knowledge of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's look at Proverbs 9, 10 through 12 today. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for your own benefit. If you mock, you alone will bear the consequences. We're in the final chapter of the first major section of Proverbs. Chapter 9 is the last poem of that first section, and its focus is on the difference between wisdom and folly, wisdom and foolishness. Today we have a restatement of the whole theme of the book of Proverbs. In the very beginning of Proverbs, we had a statement of the exact same theme. Proverbs 1-7 sounds really familiar. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now, at the end of this first section of the book, we have the same theme restated for us, like bookends and closing the first group of chapters. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, says today's verses. Since it's such an important topic, you know, the whole theme of the book, even though we've mentioned it a few times before in this series, we're going to talk about it again today. This is one of those subjects that we can't talk enough about. I'm going to read you a quote from John Bevere. He says, The fear of God includes, but is not limited to, respecting and reverencing Him, for we are told to tremble at His presence. Holy fear gives God the place of glory, honor, reverence, thanksgiving, praise, and preeminence he deserves. God holds this preeminent position in our hearts and our lives as we esteem his desires over and above our own, hating what he hates and loving what he loves, trembling in his presence and at his word. Hear this and meditate on it. You will serve whom you fear. If you fear God, you will serve him. If you fear man, you will serve man. 
You must choose. Now you can understand why Solomon, after an entire life of both success and hardship, could say, in Ecclesiastes 12.13, When all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, Fear God and keep His commands, because this is for all humanity. Now, this attitude toward God, this approach to Him and His Word, this respect and reverence is the foundation to the ability to live a life that honors God. Because remember that when we talk about wisdom, we're talking about skill in biblical living. And this starts with a right and appropriate attitude toward God. After reminding us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the verses go on to remind us of its benefits. It says, for by me, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. We've had this theme before as well in the first nine chapters. And we've said that this is not a guaranteed promise. Remember, I haven't said this in a while. I haven't reminded you of this recently, but Proverbs is general truth. It's not specific ironclad promises. So this is not God promising every believer long life and health. But in general, living by the wisdom of God will have you making choices that lead to longer life and good health. There are definitely places in Scripture where God has said to bless the righteous with health and longevity. But that is not an every time cause and effect relationship. The last verse in our passage today says, If you are wise, you are wise for your own benefit. If you mock, you alone will bear the consequences. Now, this statement eliminates the blame game completely. From the time of Adam and Eve, we as humans have tried to shift blame to others for our own shortcomings. This verse tells us that much of our future is in our own hands. How we respond to wisdom will drastically affect our lives. Individual liberty has individual consequences. One anonymous commentator said this, The great choice of life, which Solomon repeated often, is the choice of wisdom. If you choose her, you will be blessed. If you reject her, you will be punished. There is no escape. Your choice will be repaid. You will bear the consequences. Your wisdom cannot benefit God, nor does your folly hurt him. From Job 35, 5-8, you alone will bear the results. The preacher of the New Testament, Paul, warned, Every man shall bear his own burden. In Galatians 6, 5, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. From Galatians 6, 7-8. I'm going to wrap this up today with two verses from Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. That was Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Well, let's ask ourselves some questions today. What actions or habits in your life indicate that you have a healthy fear of the Lord? How is giving God the place of glory, honor, reverence, thanksgiving, praise, and preeminence that He deserves evidenced in your life? Do you take personal, individual responsibility for your own life choices? Do you allow others to do the same? Today's big question is, what does the fear of the Lord look like in your life right now? As for me, I've been thinking about in our culture today, in our Christian culture today, we need a renewed, healthy understanding of the fear of the Lord. When John, who was the disciple that Jesus loved, who loved, ate, lived, and knew Jesus as a human face to face, when he saw Jesus in Revelation, this is how he reacted. Revelation 1, 17 through 18 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. He laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. 
I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. We have this disconnected sense of God in our culture where we learn that Jesus is our friend and grace is emphasized. Now understand, Jesus is our friend and grace is the greatest gift imaginable. But we also need to recognize who God really is, and it needs to impact our relationship with Him today. If you were face to face with the living God in His majesty, how would you react? I think that I, and probably most of my Western Christian brothers and sisters, would react the same way that John did. We would fall on the ground in fear and worship. How could we not? So doesn't it seem like there should be some urgency to obey? some urgency of the heart to respond with our lives. But we often treat what we're having for dinner with more care, attention, and urgency than we give to the one who extended his life to us. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you for joining me in this teaching. If you are watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and benefiting from learning from the wisdom of Proverbs, Invite a friend to join you on Wednesday. We'll be back here at 10 a.m. Central for the next broadcast of The Proverbs Show. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about it. We're going to close in prayer. Lord, we do want your wisdom. We want to know, honor, and love you more appropriately. Help us learn to... to um, I, I'm <laughs> I completely lost all the words. Help us learn what it means to fear you in an appropriate way and let that permeate our lives, our approach to our families, in our communities, in our time here on earth. Give us the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts into looking more and more like Jesus each day. In his name we pray. Amen.